It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. It's a sad day, Andy. Uh, the Lakers, the, the I don't know, the championship run, whatever it is, the season is over. Uh, the Phoenix Suns win game six in L.A., 113-100. Um, a lot to talk about on today's episode. The Lakers, um, they, you know, to their credit, they gave it a run. Uh, they made the game respectable. They they gave people something to cheer for uh, in the second half of the game. But ultimately, uh, Andy, this was just a game where, um, you know, for all for a bunch of reasons we'll get into, the Lakers weren't the better team. They weren't, you know, they weren't the better team uh, with what they had available to them in the series. And Phoenix deserves to go on. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix played extremely well. In, in this game in order to to punch the Lakers out. Devin Booker got off to an absolutely insane, insane. start. Insane. 20, yeah, 22 first quarter points, six for six from behind the arc. I mean, th- this is really one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen or certainly playoff quarters I've ever seen. And, you know, all, all of the – all the issues that we're going to get into with the Lakers in terms of what ultimately did them in in this game and in this series, you know, they, they're they recurrent. You know, a, a lot of the things that they've been dealing with really for the last few months uh, were issues that they dealt with in this series. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I know it's going to be frustrating for Laker fans because had the Lakers been at full strength, had Anthony Davis been, you know, available to play in these games, like even – at half strength, like just out there, sure. whatever he and you know, he yeah, was, this, this you know, series like, turned. I mean, really, obviously, when he hurt the groin, but really, I think when he hurt his knee, well, that was yeah. the beginning of it. Uh, you yeah, know, the knee injury that the, you know, in the that was the same game, I think it was, but it was, it was game before, it was but game he, three, he, and then he, he injures the groin in game four. Yeah, I mean, he missed the second half of game four, all of game five, was able to do five minutes of game six, and just the, the pain was unmanageable, and he looked like he was laboring even before that. It's going to be frustrating, I'm sure, for Laker fans because I I don't think it's me being a homer partisan when I say that if the Lakers were at full strength, I think they're the better team. I think they win this series. That being said, though, Phoenix is a really good team, mm-hmm. and you know they they were better in this series, better equipped to get through it, and even with Chris Paul's recurring shoulder issues. They were definitely the healthier team, and health in the playoffs is really, it's, it's a lot really important. It, it matters, and you know the Lakers benefited from other teams getting hurt last year during the playoffs. I think they would have won anyway. You know, but Miami was throttled by the end of 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 that that series. Everybody who mattered on that team was hurt. The Blazers lost Damian Lillard. I mean, there was a lot that broke LA's way um, in in last year's title run which is true of almost every title run. I mean, it takes a lot of luck. Um, and this year, the Lakers were literally the team that broke. Um, and, you know, I, I, we'll get to it because, you know, I, I want to reflect a little bit, and I know you do as well, on this season as a whole. LeBron and AD did a lot of that after the game. Uh, it was a very unusual season following a very unusual season 
And, you know, I think you can make an argument that the Lakers were well behind the eight ball before this thing even got going. Um, so we'll talk about that in the third segment. Well, we really ask a question, too. I, I want to get into whether or not AD should have played. Um, I respect that he wanted to. I understand why the Lakers let him. Um, but I don't know if it was a good idea, uh, ultimately in the end. Um, so we'll, we'll unpack that and, and other things doing to let you know today's episode brought to you by Michelob ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it. If you enjoy it, stay tuned for the ultra moment segment coming up later in this episode. So, you know, the, the question of kind of what went wrong in game six is similar to kind of what went wrong for the Lakers in the playoffs. They got off to a terrible start in this game. And I I, I don't think it was because they weren't trying. Whether Phoenix, you mentioned Devin Booker. When the Lakers played good defense against Booker, it didn't matter. He hit no. shots when they were poorly defended. He hit shots with dudes draped all over him. He hit all the shots. And I think it's actually worth noting. I, I think more of those shots Devin Booker hit early on, which just put the Lakers behind the eight ball really, really fast in this game. I think more of them were well defended than not. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there were a couple he had that were too open, but he had a few with guys all over him. Yes. And just, and it was one of those things too where Devin Booker didn't really get going in this series till game five, like the first four games, the Lakers on balance did a really he had a, he had a nice job game one. He had a very nice game one, but the, the, after that, the Lakers did a better job putting the clamps on him, but it, but it just felt like you were, you were waiting for something to get going. Cause he's just too good of a player and too good of a scorer. And we saw that starting to happen in game five. And like, I said this actually in the in the post game video that I did for the, the locked on network that you can find uh, on Twitter at cam brothers. Like the the things that have been plaguing the Lakers for the last few months, injuries, the inability to hit outside shots when they're really needed, <laughs> and and cohesion, just mm -hmm. a general lack of cohesion, which is illustrated by uh, Frank Vogel deciding to start Marc Gasol in a in a must win game, which right. and it really is an effort to try to get that cohesion back. Is right. like I, let's go. We this is and this is something we talked about. All uh, the whole lead up into this, and certainly after Davis got hurt, was do you go back to Gasol because it's the thing that requires the least amount of muscle memory? Andre Drummond did not play in this game. No, no. And look, I mean, so so it's clear. So nobody misunderstands me. I I think it was the correct decision by Frank absolutely. Vogel. It was, the, it was the decision I was saying I wanted him to make in Thursday's podcast Wednesday. I've been saying it for a little bit that like this is something you have to go start do the easy, go do the easy thing. Yeah, but, absolutely. When you have to make that type of change in this particular situation, it, it reflects that overall lack of cohesion that they just weren't able to discover. It no was exact. It was exacerbated no by Alex Caruso getting hurt during this game. He didn't play in the second half because of left ankle strain. You know, on top of Anthony Davis not being there, on top of Frank Vogel trying to do a you know not massive amounts of juggling, but a little bit during this game, like you said, Drummond not playing. Montrez Harrell got a little bit of, I think, ultimately insignificant burn. I but did, it, it didn't go well while he was on the floor. I'm not saying but, it was his fault, but it did not go well. No, but ultimately, though, those three elements were a big problem in this game for the Lakers. They were a big problem for the, in this series for the Lakers, and they were a big problem for the last few months. Basically, like the the first uh, the couple of weeks 
heading into the All-Star game onward. Mm -hmm. These were the issues the Lakers I, have been dealing with. They just never stopped. That first quarter, the, fi the, the, the first quarter score, 36 to 14, I don't think the Lakers, you know, could have done much to be winning after the first quarter. This wasn't, you know, come out with intent. Look, Devin Booker was hitting insane shots, but there's a big difference between 36 to 14 and 36 to 24. You know, that, that, that and that to me was where, you know, they really got themselves into trouble. Is that, you know, you're down 22 at the end of the first quarter. And it's not because just because the defense wasn't there. We can go back and we got Andy. We got plenty of time to look at the film if we want to. Um, yeah. Plenty of time. Um, plenty of podcast episodes. Yeah, we, 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 got time to, we got time to look at the director's cut of the film. Like exactly. we, 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 we got a time to do the Snyder cut. Uh, of this, Look, of there this may be end. an entire week of June where we just go through the quarter, uh, the first quarter film and break it down. But you, the, the, it's easy to focus on the thirteen and not focus on uh, on the on the thirty six and not focus on the fourteen. And the Lakers ran into trouble where they couldn't score. And some of this is, I, I think, is relevant to the AD discussion that I want to have in a few minutes. But it was all of that stuff and Phoenix kind of came out and blitzed them and they did. And, 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 and to their credit, they got superstar performances from one of their superstars. Um, next though, I, I wait, really, quick, the, really, quick, oh, go ahead. Though, yeah, go before ahead. We get to Anthony Davis. Cause I think this is really important. Well, I want to actually, before we get to AD, I actually want to talk about Vogel had called into question sort of whether or not the Lakers could or would respond whether okay. they had fight. And I know right. this okay. is something you wanted to talk about. Okay, then, we, then um, so I want to I want to do that before we get to Davis because I, I think the way the Lakers responded, starting in the really in the second quarter, but really in the in the second half, was meaningful um, and answered some of those questions that Vogel uh, Vogel asked. And and uh, let's do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Brand new segment brought to you by part, our partners at Michelob, the, the Ultra Moment. And this was obviously a rough end of the season, Thursday in game six. But my Ultra Moment, we just talked about it a little bit. I'm going with really a few moments. That stretch starting, especially in the third quarter, where the Lakers pushed really hard to get back in the game. It didn't ultimately matter in terms of win and losing, but it really, I think, was a fitting way for this team to play on their way out because all season when things went wrong and they did, they, they played hard. They, they really defined themselves by playing very hard and game five, I thought was an aberration um, that would have looked bad um, and would have been left a bad taste. Had they repeated it in game six would have been disappointing, but they didn't, they played really hard. The Lakers fought back and I think reminded fans of some of the happiness and, and some of the good stuff that they've brought them this season and certainly last season. Uh, so go check out tons of other exciting ultra moments with the hashtag ultra moment. Again, the hashtag is ultra moment on Twitter. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you can do that. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. All right. So. You know, we alluded to it, Andy. Frank Vogel, after Game 5, openly questioned as much as he has in his two years as Lakers coach, sort of the the character or the 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 the, the makeup of the team. How much do you want it? We're going to find out how much we want it in Game in Game 6. And, you know, Phoenix kicked him in the mouth in the first quarter. We talked about it. But the Lakers did not quit on this game. They did not pack it in. They... they they tried 
as hard as they possibly could to pull a miracle. And they just couldn't get there. But good God, they worked. And I I, I think as a fan, you have to you have to respect that, even though if you don't like the result. Look, you and I went back and forth on this during Thursday's podcast because I said that I thought they gave up in terms of a willingness to fight. Like I, I was very, very adamant mm-hmm. about that. That that to me, they, it felt like they were unwilling to fight a likely losing fight because ultimately that's what you're supposed to do while you're out there in these type of situations when when you when you care about what you're doing out there in the first place, defending a championship. Mm-hmm. In this game, they did exactly what I hoped that they would have done in Game Five. They went at it regardless, even though by the end of game, uh, by the end of the first quarter, you knew the odds were incredibly against them getting back in this game, much less winning it. Like really bad. It was it was going to take a miracle, right? And, I mean, they would have had to play basically perfect basketball for 36 minutes combined with Phoenix getting excessively and frankly, you know, and really, and really falling, not even just careless, but but falling apart mentally in a way that you, you couldn't expect a Chris Paul led team to do. And as Chris Paul kind of did in the fourth quarter and the Lakers, it should be noted, never got back to within single digits. Like the game, it felt like there was hope in the second half, but the actual like whoa moments like Phoenix is giving this game it never got so close that I think the Phoenix had to really panic and every time it did there was Chris Paul to you know he had that push in the fourth quarter he had a couple buckets himself set up a couple three pointers this was why he was there and part of the reason it was going to be so hard like you say to overcome that first quarter deficit but you're right, right they but, didn't but they didn't quit on it no no they they played their asses off from the second quarter onward, and it would have been incredibly easy to just collapse from there. And if you want an example beyond what we saw in game five, you and I covered the 2008 team that went to Boston mm-hmm. and, and ultimately lost that 39-point game. And I, I was actually in Boston in the arena when that happened. And you could just see the entire team getting completely just shell-shocked and just washed over with this what the f do we even do just like like it, it was like it was like in that game watching guys who had been like in country like coming out of combat and having it was PTSD. It was, i mean it was right, it was bad I and mean, like or, or right. i mean, i i had i had my concern was going to look like game four against the mavericks you know in 2000 terrible years 2011 11 um where you know, they played incredibly hard in game three to try to get themselves back in that series. And then it was over and game four was a debacle. Um, it just, it was, it was, it was fitting. And, I, you know, I, it's still disappointing and it's still whatever. But I mean, but really, ultimately, I think too, what it points to is the Lakers faced a massive disparity in talent. By the end of this series, once AD went out, and now you're talking about a hobbled uh, KCP. Whatever, Who, by the way, actually had a much really, better game than I thought he would. He, but he got off to a tough start, and and he you know, it took him a little while to get going from a physical movement standpoint. He, like he was, it, it, you know, and lose and play, but he left it all out there as he always does. Um, and it's it's they. I lost my train of thought there for a second, but it's 
I, I just the the, the oh train uh, the talent thing. The Lakers weren't the better team. They weren't even close. Like the, you know, this is part of the reason I was resistant a little bit. I mean, they I completely agree with you. In Game Five, they lost all semblance of belief in themselves and and all that. But ultimately, I think part of the problem was one of the things they had trouble adjusting to was not being good enough and not you know and and trying to sort of hit these buttons and hit these things to I don't mean flip the switch, but like do the things that you do as a pro to try to get back, and none of them worked. Um, they had a little bit more success. Schroeder got to the basket a couple times. Had a couple things go right that made you feel like, okay, maybe we can do something. Taylor Horton Tucker started creating some energy. Right, West West Matthews, Matthews hit a yeah. shot or two. It's just like they got a couple good signs of it. But what they were fighting against when AD went out, even without the other stuff, even before you get to Caruso, whatever LeBron's, Phoenix was better. That roster was better. You would choose that roster in a seven-game series over an AD-free Lakers team, you would pick the Suns to win eight out of the ten times, I think, in that series because they were better. And I think that's ultimately what the Lakers were up against once AD went out. They were playing a better team. I mean, look, the Lakers were looking to defend their championship. Fans were hoping they would get to the finals. A reminder today also that today on the road to the finals, NBA playoffs coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. We can all enjoy the games a little more this season, although not the games. Not Lakers games. To enjoy. Other games, but there's still but, more games. But here's the thing, though. Fans can be proud of the way they played in game six in terms of just heart and determination yes. and and wanting to do those fans, you know, in the building or watching all over the world, do right by them. It's I mean, I do, I sure do think, actually. Do you think it makes a difference? Do you think it makes a difference that Game Six was at home in terms of finding that? You know, you talk about, but you talk about doing right by by your fans in the building. I think that matters. I think yeah. it, it probably helps that they were on their home floor. Put, uh, okay, here's something that I I think you could be on to a correct assessment. Dennis Schroeder after the game, you know, and like his status with the team because he's a, a unrestricted free agent coming up that that's all in question there's been a lot of speculation we're obviously going to talk about that during the sneaking suspicion we're going to have a few episodes just about dennis schroeder but schroeder actually talked a lot for what it's worth about wanting to be back next season talked a lot about next season you know explicitly mm -hmm. stated you know he in wants the context to, of being a laker right in the context of being a laker wanting to be back next season all that stuff but he mentioned owing it to the fans like wanting to give them a better season next year. So yeah, probably it certainly didn't hurt, you know, the motivation of doing that with your fans in the building, especially considering how little you've had them in the building this season at all. But I just I think it's important to emphasize that because, you know, pride in your team is something that means a lot to fans. It's it's the reason that, you know, the type of rabid fandom that a franchise like the Lakers have even exist in the first place, mm -hmm. the way they played in this game, even given the result and the season being over, all of that, fans should really be proud of it. They should because that that team fought really hard with the odds stacked incredibly against them. Yeah, uh, let's let's do this for a couple of minutes. I, I I don't think Davis should have played, and I and I don't mean he shouldn't have tried. I feel like he should. I, I, I I'm not capable of no. He wanted to get on the floor. He thought he could try it. And to his credit, playing an 
obvious pain, Anthony Davis gave it a go. I, I, I respect what he tried to do. I don't even necessarily, and I've seen a huge amount of stuff going on social media that's really ripping on the Lakers medical staff for allowing him to play. I, I put it more on the coaches who watched him warm up and should have been able to see he's not going to be able to offer us anything. You, I think, rightly talked in in uh, in in Thursday's episode about how critical it would be for the Lakers to get off to a good start in game six. And as much as I understand why you would want to try to put Davis in the game, seeing the footage of what he looked like moving around just in pregame should have told Vogel and his staff that it was going to be worse to play him than to not. Um, and they played four on five, offensively and defensively, for the first five and a half minutes of that game. And I think it hurt him. He was a minus seven in those five minutes. The game wasn't over when they made those subs. Um, he wasn't the re- It wasn't the reason that they lost, but I think it was almost guaranteed that they were not going to get off to the kind of good start that you rightly pointed out they needed to do. I think it was a bad decision, ultimately. I don't know if it was a significant one, though, because he wasn't, sense. He, he wasn't in the game long enough, I think, to really make that impact, even though what you're talking about, or negative impact, I should say, even though what you're talking about in terms of playing four on five and leaving the Lakers disadvantaged, you know, ironically, by having their yes. you know, all-NBA player. No, right, I get it. it. Yeah, absolutely. But that being said, though, he only played five minutes and then he was out. They were only down seven when that happened. And given that, if I had to guess, either Kyle Kuzma or Markeith Morris likely would have gotten that start. And both of them played really bad. That's really disappointing. We'll, we'll talk a lot about Kuz over the next week or so. I was really disappointed. I think it, I think it was more of a bad decision than a significant decision. Yeah. The only thing I would the, the the counter to that that I would make is that when you're you know I just finished talking about it, they weren't the better team, and when you're not the better team, those little things you know sure. poor decisions or whatever a five a bad five minute stretch that could have been maybe instead of being down seven at that maybe they're down two maybe they're down three I don't know there's obviously no way to know any of these things but I think they had to kind of make a series of correct decisions to get back in this. I think they made a good one in the second half. Obviously, they're going ultra small. Um, don't think, you know, a lot of people talking to that. I should have done this all series. I think over the course of a series, they would have gotten annihilated trying this. Phoenix would have figured it out very quickly. And again, they didn't actually win the game. <laughs> um, and so, but I just, I, I think they put themselves in a position where it was going to be impossible for them to get off to a good start. And, as you rightly noted, that was problematic. Yeah, I, again, it, it was a bad decision. I just think w- when you take into account what actually happened with him on the court, ultimately they probably would have been down about 14 to 7 with five and Maybe. a half minutes into Maybe. the game. That That's my larger Maybe. point because the, the Devin Booker barrage didn't really start happening until way after AD checked out of the game anyway. Let's let's talk next about the season. You know, we're going to have a lot of time to reflect on it. Obviously, a lot of time to look forward. But I, I, I do think it would be a mistake not to try to put at least a little bit of context into what we saw um, tonight, you know, in, in game six, because I think what we saw on Thursday reflects what we saw for this very strange season. And we'll do that next. 
Locked on Lakers brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. And why would you even want to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more on the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership anyway? You can get it for far less at rockauto.com. They've always got the lowest prices available rather than changing prices based on the market like the airlines do. I'm too depressed right now to rag mm -hmm. on the airlines. We'll save it for the rest of the offseason. Plus, we might need to fly somewhere. Yeah, rockauto.com <laughs> is all opening up. Rockauto.com, family business, serving auto park customers online for 20 years. They've got everything from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked, in, locked on in there. How did you hear us? about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com uh locked on lakers podcast is also brought to you by built bar um if you're a little sad you know you don't want to just start binge eating sad foods and you know put on a bunch of weight you've finally got your post-pandemic body back um Focus on something that's healthy, that tastes good, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. That's the improved Built Bar. It's even more delicious than before. It's got 18 flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie cookies and cream and cherry barcia. Built Bar can also calm your sweet tooth. It does calm mine, uh, even without all that sugar. And it's because it's coated in 100% real chocolate, unlike some protein bars. And it's soft and easy to chew, unlike most protein bars. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 50 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Lakers, I think, Andy, faced as, as difficult as winning last year's championship was. I think to come back and do it this year with a compressed schedule off of a virtually non-existent offseason would have been an even more impressive achievement. And uh, the Lakers were were put in a really difficult spot um, right off the bat, and I don't think it's I don't think it's a mystery that the Lakers are out early. That Miami was a kind of a train wreck all year long, and in, in a decent conference, you know, barely makes the playoffs. Um, I, I, when you kind of look back on it, it's hard to be super surprised by by how it went. Again, they still could have gone further if everybody had kind of bucked the odds and stayed healthy. But when you look back on it, it's not that surprising. Yeah. I mean, some of the injuries, like the stuff that went on with Anthony Davis felt a lot like residual effects from the quick turnaround because he started out the season. Yeah, he never got look, going. Lo looking like he was laboring. He, he never, we both expected him to come out really strong in a lot of ways looking to take a lot of that load off LeBron. I know you don't and, like when I talk about this. There's a reason I drafted him third on my in my fantasy league. Nobody cares, but, Brian. But it's for that reason. I mean, it was because <laughs> we expect both like I'm like he's going to come out and want he wants to go win an MVP and I right. just did I did not I didn't think about the wear and tear and the short off season and all that stuff. I just I and I should have and and especially too for somebody like AD that 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 was the first extended playoff run he'd ever been on before. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, truth be told, LeBron came out of the gate looking fantastic. He was playing I mean, MVP. He was the presumptive his, MVP candidate. I think his injury was more of a fluky thing that really had nothing to do with the season being so compressed, other than 
I guess the amount of time he had to recover or the urgency to exactly. get back out there yes. because of these other things that happened. Exactly. What, and that, what but happened? that's but that's not an insignificant thing. If it's you're not playing, insignificant. If I'm you're just playing more about, games in in a quicker amount of time and all that. If he has an extra four or five, you know, if he can sit for another week and a half or whatever, and that only translates to two or three more games, and he hasn't missed as many, and he has seven games left or ten games left, and said all of these things matter. And it, well, just, also, it was part of it, but it wasn't just LeBron and AD. It's Dennis Schroeder didn't have COVID. No, he had COVID. Didn't have COVID. COVID. Um, he had not COVID. <laughs> right. He, um, he, but like the Gasol in and out, like all of this stuff. Gasol like in and out, couldn't... Alex Caruso in and out. Uh, Andre Drummond shows up, immediately gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some of these things had to do with the parameters of trying to have this season not in a bubble during a pandemic. Some of this had to do with, I think, the residual hangover, like we were talking about, from such a quick turnaround. And then something like LeBron or what happened with Drummond, that's just stuff that happens during an NBA season. It's just really poorly timed right. for this one. And particularly I, but I think, for this team. But it's not just the physical stuff. And, and LeBron talked about this after game six, and AD alluded to it as well. Frank Vogel alluded to it. Mentally, Oh, yeah. to come back as fast as they did off of the bubble experience, which was horrendous. They all hated it. Um, to come Everybody back, but as, Jimmy Butler. That's right. Who built a coffee empire? No, to come Jim. back as fast as they did to enter another season that was very strange, where you you know for most of the season extraordinarily restricted in everything that you can do and where you can go and when where who you can be around. You know, guys can't have the same level of fun and, frankly, indulge in the perks that go along with being an NBA player. That if I were a rich twenty-something-year-old guy, would want to indulge in too. Sex, <laughs> not just, but not even that, but like going out to restaurants and having sex, and you know, <laughs> going, going to, to bars, get, you know, getting to get a, go to a bar and have some sex and <laughs> grab a, grab a sandwich after practice and have sex. Like you know, there, there's all the different avenues for right. having sex. Especially on the road, that just you, but, Andy. Let's but let's also. I am a particularly sexual being. Right. That's so. Some of this just could be no, me. When you really think about your lifestyle and mindset mm. and just ethos as it is, combined with an NBA lifestyle for you, right. it just would have been brutal. It's a very, very sexual. <laughs> My guess is, had it been you, you would have just quit the NBA. I would have quit. Yeah, I would have quit and just said, some things are more important. Uh, right, <laughs> it's like sex, <laughs> lots and lots of it. Having the sex. Um, <laughs> Look, here's the thing: married guy, three kids. <laughs> oh yeah, you do the math. Uh, <laughs> at least three times. <laughs> I people like, I like you know. I guess when everybody's you know stuck at home, all these people they must be having sex all the time. No. <laughs> Not if you have kids, man. No. no. When am I no. sneaking that in? Um, <laughs> no. But here's, all right. What were we talking about? Here's the thing. <laughs> Reflecting about on the season. The mentally. Right. Mentally, it was just they were these guys mentally were exhausted too. Just this season was not fun. No. Period. It was not fun from a viewing perspective. It was not fun from a covering it perspective. Like you and I were actually talking about uh a little bit on text before the game ended, like. We we really don't have a bead on just the vibe of this team, like especially with the new guys. Like we we were we were questioning like the idea of heading into this game, like outside of LeBron, 
because LeBron is LeBron. In in terms of the guys who would actually be playing, that you knew would be playing, where would the leadership come from mm-hmm. in this type of do or die? Is it West? Like, can you put that on West Matthews? I mean, well, in and out of the line, but like, well, forget, you're right. It's well, forget the fact that you know who would it be? Is it? Can you put it on a new guy like Wes or or Schroeder or whatever? We don't even know enough to speculate. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even know enough to speculate. Like, and, what? And it's I don't been think. Like. And I don't think they had enough time to build that stuff. Like that's where, that's where some of the, you know, AD missing 30 games, Schroeder being in and out of the lineup, Gasol being in and out of the lineup, all this stuff. And then, you know, it's just, it's like you say, it's not fun. You know why it's not fun? The not enough sex, sex right? <laughs> it's not enough sex. This um, season was not, just, I mean, yeah, it was you saw, you saw on NBA Twitter, people complaining all season, rightly, justifiably, that this season has been a slog. Like from an entertainment standpoint, Mm -hmm. it was the price that you pay for trying to make back as much revenue as they lost during the pandemic, trying to get themselves back on a calendar that they think works best. Like the, the, right. and, and these are, these are, these guys have a limited amount of time. They don't sure. want to just and give up a season. These guys absolutely. want to play. Absolutely. But, but there's a price to be paid for that. And mm-hmm. one of the prices was the overall fun. Like this, this is, one of the least fun seasons I've ever had covering a team. And it's one of the least fun, maybe the least fun I've ever seen a good team, like a Mm. legitimately good team have during the season. Like it's one of the least amount of funds I've ever seen. Yeah. Especially in contrast to last year where guys clearly enjoyed up until the bubble really enjoyed. How many times did we talk about how last year's team was a joy to cover? It was. And maybe they got along in the same, but it's just, you're right. I mean, over, but overall this was just nothing about it. And I think you felt it and we'll, we'll, we'll talk all, all summer about this, but you know, I think you felt it even with, listening to AD, listening to LeBron after like, they were mad. They were frustrated. They wanted to win. They're disappointed. But they, I think they also get it. I think they also understand what was going on. And I think, quite frankly, they understand, especially with AD, like, it, let's say they managed to somehow miracle their way through this series. They weren't going to, I don't think they were going to make it through the next one. They weren't going to make it through a, West, a conference finals. And they weren't going to beat the Brooklyn Nets or the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, who, by the way, I think can beat the Brooklyn Or the Sixers. Or the Sixers, whoever it is. Like, they it just wasn't going to work this year. Well, um, I, and we'll, we'll 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 dissect. There might, there might even be really quick before we go, just yeah. an element of relief might be too strong, but there was a pressure hanging over them to really try to pull off something that I think they were all game five notwithstanding willing to try to do. But and I think again, they if knew. Davis is healthy. I think they win the series. It's, it's totally different. But once he's not, but like once he's not, then that's it. Like the pressure that would be on AD to keep doing this dance of game time decision, game time decision, try to get yourself out there when you know you have no business being out there. LeBron playing on this ankle that was clearly limiting him, but LeBron's not going to drop out of a series because he's LeBron. He's not going to do that. Like in in a certain way, it would not shock me if there was a little part of them relieved by it because this, this was just becoming a task. You can exhale. Right. This yeah, is becoming a task that they knew they couldn't do. Um, all right. So obviously we got weeks to, to go through all of it. The Lakers are going to do media, I believe exit media on Friday. Um, Mm -hmm. so a lot of that'll be done by the time that you guys are hearing this, depending on when you're listening, um, might come back with something over the weekend, but if not, we'll certainly be back on Monday to, uh, start the off season, uh, earlier than anybody wanted, but we've got some stuff, uh, planned 
things that we think we want to try to do over the off season uh, that will, I think, entertain people and keep people uh, interested in what's going on with the team in the NBA. So we'll, we're looking forward to that. And uh, again, make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel, Locked on Lakers at YouTube. Uh, we keep trying to grow that thing and providing you guys content there that you're not going to get just on the podcast. Uh, and we'll see everybody at the latest on Monday.